shopping for the best e-commerce tips, tricks, and techniques? Looking for better ways to push your product out of your online store? Watch your shopping cart overflow because you found the e-com experts. The e-com experts show you what you need to know to be a successful online retailer. Learn their search marketing strategies, their web marketing wisdom, and their calculated conversion measures. Please welcome the host of Ecom Experts, Shauna Siegel. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week of Ecom Experts. If you're listening to us live, today is May 7th. I almost had to like look that up. I almost forgot. And we've got a lot to discuss today, so I'm very excited. So if you are not in our chat room, please come into our chat room. We want to hear your comments, and I think you're going to want to comment in on everything going on. Just go to the top of webmasterradio.fm and click on the chat link. So with us today, we we have the wonderful, lovely Mark from Bubble Fast, and I have to ask, how is your lovely wife? Robin is doing very well. Thank you for asking. She's sitting about five feet away, taking orders on the phone for shipping supplies. <laughs> I love it. And the puppies at off at the office? Well, actually, he's not here today. He's getting his uh, he's getting a bath in his annual shots. So we oh. miss him today. <laughs> I I know I personally love taking my dog to the office. It's you know otherwise it's kind of lonely. Every time somebody walks in and say, "Where's my buddy? Where's the puppy?" and they're all afraid something's wrong. Nope, just get in the bath. It'll be fine. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I know we were going to discuss some shipping tips and you know just kind of talk about some things that are going on. And I've got a lot of customers that are asking questions like which way is the best way to ship and all this other stuff, but. Truly, something yesterday happened um, that we would like to talk about a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> um, this whole internet sales tax th- stuff going on is just, to me, is unbelievable because I feel like the people who are making the decisions have no idea what we're going through. Uh, I, I have to agree with you there. As most people know, yesterday the Senate passed the uh, the, the, the uh, Internet Marketing Fairness Act, and it's going to be going um, to the House pretty soon where they're kind of split on it. But if they do approve it, then um, we already have a good feeling that the president is backing up and it's going to pass. But I was wondering how many people sitting uh, in Congress actually have small businesses of their own and know what's going on and know how to run a small business and what it really entails because some of the numbers they're slinging around just don't seem to make any sense at all. Absolutely, absolutely. And so far, let's talk about, you know, what are they saying? Are they wanting to collect for each different state or just have a single tax, Internet tax that is collected? That would be nice. But, no, what they're, what they're saying is that if each state meets certain qualifications, then they will be authorized to require every Internet seller to collect, remit, and report sales tax from states not that they reside in. So uh, I'm in Illinois. If I make a sale to somebody in Washington, I would be required to collect sales tax and then to remit that to the state of Washington along. There's 45 states right now that actually um, collect sales tax, so we'd be responsible for all 45 states. Okay, one state is a complete nightmare. A complete nightmare at times. How the heck are these small businesses going to do this for 45 different states? 
I mean, talk well, about like a nightmare of reporting that has to get done. Here's, here's the theory. Um, right now, there are 24 states that are certified members. They're already ready to go. And that means they've met certain qualifications, and, uh, such as you know, making a, a single tax across the state instead of all the different you know, municipal jurisdictions and whatnot, and having just one taxing agency. And, and, and there's a, a software right now that's called TaxCloud. And it's uh, it's uh, taxcloud.net, and that is a software that's already in place right now, um, and it's actually pretty cool. I was taking a look at it. I just posted a link. Um, it calculates the sales tax for any locations in the United States. Right now, it can have you automatically file the sales tax returns for the 24 states that are members. It can even register you in those states. It'll manage all the tax exempt certificates. It'll do everything for you. And this is a free software that is available to anybody and everybody. And in fact, they already have a whole bunch of of, of websites, uh, a whole bunch of shopping carts that already integrate this software. So in theory, it's supposed to be free and easy to you. And like I said, there's 45 states that collect sales tax, and only 24 so far are certified members. If you're not a member, um, you can still um, uh, be authorized to uh, collect sales tax or, or have, the, have us as small businesses collect sales tax by meeting the same five qualifications. But instead of doing it through the tax cloud software, these states would give each one of us their own software and their own updates and their own audits. So if all 45 states aren't quote-unquote members, then we could potentially have 40 different softwares that we have to be dealing with, making sure that we report correctly and on time. And each state has, you know, you could do monthly, you can do quarterly, you can do annually. And the problem is we don't know what is taxable and what isn't taxable because some states tax food and some don't. Some tax magazines, some don't. Some take sales tax, sales tax holidays, for example, during the, you know, when school is, in, is, is coming in session, they may say all school supplies are tax-free for a month. So there are so many exceptions to the rules, that's why it becomes so burdensome to us as small-time sellers to keep track of everything. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and uh, Mark, I apologize if I can get you to speak up just a little bit because ha- we're having a little bit of a difficult time. But, you know, this software and, and the people involved with saying that we need this are saying that this is just going to be something that's very simple. It's very easy. It's not a big deal. But they don't realize how much it's going to impact these businesses. That is that is that is absolutely correct in my opinion, and and let me say that this is all my opinion. By no means am I an expert in this field. Mm-hmm. I've just done some research on it so that we can understand as much as possible and how it's going to affect our business. And you know, so they're saying that there's a small business exemption. So anybody who has out-of-state sales, they call it remote sales, of less than a million dollars is exempt. So if you're really a small business and you have less than a million dollars in remote sales, then you don't have to worry about it. And so that certainly makes it easier for for those of us that don't have that much. And then we can say, okay, good, big businesses, you guys have to worry about it, and we don't, so we just became more competitive. 
But the downside of that is, isn't it the American dream to be a small business and say, guess what? I just finally reached a million dollars in sales. Yes. And now we're going to say, no, I don't want to do that. Because we're going to have to do all of this reporting, and it's going to take away from our time to actually run our business. Um, we do sales tax right now for the state of Illinois. We've got it down to a science. It doesn't take all that long. Um, but let's say you're already um, selling on Amazon and their fulfillment program, and you have Nexus in six or seven other states. You already have to be registered in those states, and you have to spend all this time each month figuring out what to do with each state. Now imagine doing that for 45 states. When are you going to have time to run your business? Oh, my goodness. And, you know, here's my question for you, and we'll go on a quick break, but just something that I want everyone to think about, including our our listeners in the chat room. But, you know, how are they going to know for sure how much we're selling and are all these states, 45 states, coming after us and wanting to know what our sales are on a regular basis so they know when we've reached a million dollars? So that's my question. So let's hold off. Let's take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Ecom Experts on WebmasterRadio.fm. Time to check out our sponsors. Ecom experts will return after this. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. My name is Jim Gray, and I am a judge of the Superior Court in California. Did you know that since the federal government first banned marijuana in 1937, that usage in this country has gone up by about 4,000%? Or that an American is arrested on marijuana charges every 38 seconds? If you are wondering if any of this makes sense, you are not alone. To find out more, contact the Marijuana Policy Project at 1-877-JOIN-MPP or visit them on the web at mpp.org. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. You are now logged in to Real Time Digital. Emily Liebblatt and Lauren Garcia analyze hot trends and chat with the in-crowd of the digital world. Real Time Digital, on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. You're back with the Ecom Experts, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Shauna Siegel. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking with Mark from BubbleFast, and the question I have is, how are all these different states going to know that we have a million dollars in sales, and who's going to control this? I mean, can you see this as a potential problem? 
Well, it's it's one of the it's one of the bigger problems because there's no reason why the federal government can't report sales to the individual states. And it's it's the year that you reach a million dollars in remote sales. It's the following year that you have to start collecting sales tax from all the others states. And so, yes, maybe there's a software that's created to to collect and report and remit sales tax, but there's no software that's going to prevent 45 auditors from walking into your door at any time demanding to see your books. So, <laughs> that's what scares me. <laughs> that's, that's what's very frightening to everybody. Uh, and it's just it's something that's unmanageable. So, so we're not necessarily against having an internet sales tax, the states should get their money because sales tax goes to, you know, service roads and police and fire departments and all that good stuff. So it isn't whether or not we should have one, but it's whether or not we can have one and make it manageable. And we just feel that the way it's outlined right now, it just isn't manageable for small businesses. And we may say something like, well, a million dollars, that's a lot of money, but it really isn't. Uh, Bubble Fast is almost there. We're not there yet because we have a lot of sales, but our average selling price is very small. But we read a post the other day about somebody who sells higher-priced items with very, very low margins. So that person is going to hit a million dollars or already is there very quickly. And her comment was, I'm just going to stop selling this item. I'm not making any money on it, and it's going to push me over the limit, so I'm just going to stop selling it. So my question is, how does this help e-commerce in general? It doesn't. It hurts small business. I, I absolutely agree. And the other thing is, you know, I, the whole purpose I thought of this is because, you know, the smaller mom and pop stores are not getting any tax. It, you know, they're losing business because, you know, people are going online and they're getting it with, you know, no sales tax. But let's be honest, um, is that mom and pop shop going to really get that much more business when it's, you know, you have to get over a million dollars a year in sales. A lot of those small mom and pops that are losing all these sales because of this, you know, online no taxes, they're not even doing a million dollars a year in sales. Well, the reality of it is, is that online sales are increasing, you know, astronomically every year. Mm -hmm. And like anything else in life, I mean, we don't have, you know, VHS tapes are gone, reel-to-reel is gone. I mean, you have to progress with the times. And very few uh, successful businesses are going to be able to stay in business without having some sort of online presence. This just, to me, seems like a more of a stall tactic to delay that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love mom-and-pop business. We love brick-and-mortars. In our own community, we try to visit them as often as possible. So I don't think they're going to go away. The whole idea of a mom and pop is the personality of the store. That's that's a uh, that, that's kind of like the success of Bubble Fast because we know our customers so well. So they're mm-hmm. not going to go anywhere, but they need to you know keep up with the times to stay competitive. I agree. I agree. Now online sellers are really worried that they're going to lose a bunch of sales because now they're having they might have to collect tax on orders and that was you know they're they're you know in i guess you could say how do you feel about that affecting sales well two different ways from a from a a major perspective if you want to call it a level playing field then every online store um, that sells more than a million is going to be subject to having to collect sales tax so anybody who's collecting smaller than that 
is going to actually have the advantage. So, so um, not that the buyer knows that, but it's just the only way they can know is because maybe the smaller seller can keep their prices lower because they don't have to worry about sales tax audits and things like that. But I'll tell you that like from a company like ours, what our concern is, is whether we hit the million or not, is that we sell to a lot of small sellers. And if they get so intimidated by these new tax laws and they go out of business, then indirectly, we're losing business that way. Right. Right. So what do you think the answer is to all of this? Well, as you suggested when we first started the phone call, if we can have a, I, I, I would love to have a flat tax. I mean, just say, you know, everybody, every sale, somebody, you pay 5% or 6% or whatever it is, and that all goes into one reporting agency, you give them your sales by state, and that one reporting agency then divvies up all the money across the states. That, right now, the way this bill writes is we are becoming the tax collectors of each individual state. You know, they're putting the responsibility of tax collecting on us instead of on themselves. So right. let's just be minimal. Let's give you our sales figures by state. Here's a flat tax. Now you go ahead and take the responsibility of making sure you get the money to each of the states individually. I agree. I absolutely agree. And it needs to just be that one flat rate across the board, not, you know, 6% here, 7% here. This state you have to tax on the shipping. This state you don't. Just flat. Make this easy. Well, it, it, at least this way, each state's going to get something rather than nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's just easier for everybody. So, do you know, right now, and I don't know about all the states, but I'm in Illinois, and I also know Wisconsin because they're neighbors. A few years ago, the state of Illinois and Wisconsin put an extra line in the tax return of the individuals asking you to report what your online purchases were for the past year. Mm-hmm. So, if everybody puts in something... And the states who do that, you know, try to enforce that a little bit better, then they're going to collect more tax revenues than they ever have before. And again, wouldn't have to put the burden of doing their tax collections onto the small seller. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, it's good stuff. <laughs> it, it's and, just and, scary. Well, the other, the other alternative is like what John Donahoe, the CEO of eBay, is a big proponent of, is raise the limit of a small business from $1 million to $10 million. By other By other government laws, the definition of a small business is $10 million in sales and or 50 or more employees. $1 million in gross revenues is not very much. There was an article that I read that some big, big companies at $1 million only have 1% or 2% um, total profits off that million dollars in sales. So if you have 2% profit, then you're, only, you're grossing a million dollars, but you're only making $20,000 net profit. And you have to take that $20,000 and spend it all on tax reporting. It's, it's too big of a burden with that small of a number. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? Let's take another real quick break. Let's get some final thoughts on this subject and then also move on to some really great shipping tips because I know that we had some of our customers that were really looking forward to that. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Ecom Experts on webmasterradio.fm and we're here with Mark Levine from BubbleFast. Time to check out our sponsors. Ecom Experts will return after this. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. 
Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Time now for another exciting episode of Pace of Analytics. Brought to you by AnalyticsSEO.com. In our last adventure, our hero was fending off his evil nemesis, Rhino the Algorithm. That ruthless Rhino has updated the algorithm again, and our website is falling down the rankings fast. Have no fear. Use our automated SEO tool to stay updated and to monitor your site with detailed reports. Or use our multi-site project management tool to manage all of your sites to stay on top. Take it from our fearless friend and be your own SEO hero with AnalyticsSEO.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Welcome to a radio show devoted to the most popular blog publishing tool on earth. Press this with the wizard of WordPress, Yoast Devok. Press this on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. You're back with the Ecom Experts, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Shauna Siegel. All right, welcome back, everybody, and we are here with Mark from Bubble Fast. And Mark, you know, final thoughts kind of on this before we get into asking you some really great shipping questions. You know, there are a lot of of people that are just so scared about this. I mean, you know, they're saying that the smaller businesses, this is going to be very difficult to integrate a new accounting system, and they're just going on and on. I mean, do you have any final thoughts of maybe what we can do to try to help convince, you know, (laughs) convince our government otherwise or any kind of advice for us? Well, the first thing I want to say is that there's proponents big time for and big time against. And both sides are are giving us misconceptions of what the reality is. And like I said earlier, not that many people are really reading the bill before they comment on it. And I first heard it was a 200-page bill, so that intimidated me, and I wasn't going to go read it either. But I actually went to the site anyway, and um, there's a site called marketplacefairness.org, and I'm going to post the link here in the chat. And and it gives you the text of the bill in a pretty simplified manner, at least, I mean, it's still legalese jargon, but it's not 200 pages. It's something that we can understand a little bit easier. And they're trying to tell us that things will be simplified. And for those of us that don't quite yet have a million dollars in remote sales, that means not including your own state or any other state in which you have physical um, <clears throat> ownership of goods, um, 
then we don't have to worry about it for right now. And to me, the best case scenario for us is that it may take us a couple of years to get there. And if the bill passes, that will give them a couple of years to work out the bugs and make it easier for us by the time it's our turn. And that's the comfort food I can offer to everybody else out there. <laughs> well, hopefully that's true because although sometimes we've seen where when they want something to go through, man, it goes through right away and there is no time to kind of turn your head. And hopefully they'll actually talk to small business owners, not only the ones doing over a million but under a million too. There, there's been a lot of lobbying for it on both sides of the fence, and and uh, you know they're listening to some degree. And the whole idea was, you know, you know, this, they started this in 1967, and it didn't go through back then because it was so difficult. They tried again with Quill in 1992, and it didn't go through because it was so difficult. And now they're saying, well, you know, this is the uh, internet and IT, you know, technology state that we're in right now. So let's, you know, we're, we're going to give you software and make it easy. And they're trying to ease our minds. And it is definitely going to be simple simpler than we think it is, just not as simple as we'd like it to be. So somewhere along the line, there'll be some compromise and and it won't be as intimidating as we think it is right now. Let's hope for the best. Let's hope for the best. All right. So now I have like all kinds of shipping questions that I wanted to talk to you about. And the big one is... Hang on one second. I have to turn my hat around. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Well, the biggest thing is, you know, we get a lot of new people that are just getting started. And yes, this is one of those things that are kind of intimidating people. Um, But what they're confused about is they don't know whether they should be shipping with the post office or with FedEx or with UPS. And they don't know where to go and they don't know how to get started. And I know that you've been in this like shipping world for so long what kind of advice do you have for people who are just getting started and just really don't know where to start at all um well for one thing you can always call us a bubble fast and we'll give you as much free advice as as you can handle Uh, our number is 877-599-7447 and we'll be glad to share our experience with you Mm -hmm. but other than that shipping is is very complicated, and it's becoming more and more complicated all the time. And in many cases, shipping is actually more expensive than the actual item you're shipping. So um, the first tip or, or piece of awareness that everybody needs to know is that weight isn't everything. There's something called billable weight, which is going to be the higher of the actual weight or the dimensional weight. And there are different rules. So Mm -hmm. if you only have small, lightweight products that you're shipping, the post office is almost always going to be your best option, especially up to to two pounds. If you get larger, heavier items, you kind of want to try to go through UPS or FedEx. Both of those are quite comparable to each other. So... You're going to have to know what you're selling and then decide then how to ship it. But always try to sell to ship your product well, pack it well, but pack it tight. So the smaller the package, the better off you will be when it comes time to pay for shipping. You know, you, you mentioned packing the item well. And, you know, this is something that I've seen a huge difference in. Sometimes I get these packages and it looks like they were acting actually packaged with care you know you can tell that somebody cared a lot and then they get these other packages where it looks like they just threw it in there they didn't really give a dang um and you know that's it just get it in the mailbox we don't care and i gotta be honest i pay more attention to the one that cared a little bit more 
and who are you going to buy from again? Exactly. Exactly. So, so you know, some people go the extra mile if it's clothes. Um, they don't necessarily have to do this, but they'll wrap it in tissue paper, put a little round seal across the center, uh, just to make it look nice and, and more presentable. And 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 buyers do notice this, and they'll leave you better feedback, and they'll come visit your store more often. And that so, feedback is going to become so very important with that new algorithm coming up. Holy cow! <laughs> Those little things matter, though. They really, really do. When you have a little bit of extra room in that package, this is another question that I was emailed. What's the best way to kind of cushion those up? I mean, should you be using the kind that your kids love to plop? Or, you know, should you be using these new packing peanuts? Should you use, oh, what are those big air bubble things? You know what I'm talking about that Amazon uses? (laughs) I do, and and we sell all three because a lot of it is a matter of personal preference. Mm -hmm. Um, The first thing I'll say is try not to have too much extra space because you're paying for that. You're paying for that in shipping supplies, and you're paying for that in dimensional weight because the bigger the package, the more money it's going to cost you to ship it no matter how much it weighs. So try not to have more than a couple of inches all the way around of extra space. That being said, um, again, it's what you're shipping. If, you're, if, if it's something, if you're just putting a box inside of a box, maybe some of those air pillows around the outsides would be enough but if you're shipping China, you're going to want to maybe wrap it in foam to protect it from scratches and then put some bubble cushioning around that and fill up the rest of the package with some packing peanuts. Like anything else, it really depends. The best theory is how would you want to receive it yourself? And mm-hmm. you want to make sure it gets there safely and on time. And you don't want to deal with returns, and, and so just make it safe. Make it safe. And, and That's still, you know, make the package should be tight. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I yeah, some, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I remember when I first started shipping, I basically had three sizes of boxes, and that's what I would use. But I think I made, I think nowadays, that's a big mistake. Well, when you're shipping ground, anything over three cubic feet, which is basically... 12 by 12 by 36. It's just that, you know, just go length times width times height. And if it's greater than, I think it's 7184 or something like that, anything over than three cubic feet, you are going to be paying for every single inch. Mm. So if you're over three cubic feet, you want to cut the box down with a box sizer tool and shrink it down as much as possible or just use a smaller box. Oh, I saw your bike sizer tool. That was cool. Um, yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a tool with a ruler on it. It has a little um, perfor- uh, perforation wheel on it that you score along the four sides at the top of the box, and then you can fold all four flaps um, neatly and evenly over the perforations and make the bo- the box smaller. Oh. And it also makes it look more professional and presentable. I love that tool. I thought that was so cool. So I put the link in our chat room, guys. It is so cool. It's a box. I said bike. I, I've been thinking about biking. Box sizer reducer tool. And, and hey, if it helps you save money, the $20 is absolutely <laughs> worth it. All right. And I have another. To use too. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I want to talk to you about some warnings um, that are becoming important that we have to have, especially because I have a lot of people that are moving over to selling on Amazon. But let's just go take our last break for our interview, and then we'll come right back and cover those. And if you have any questions, feel free to put them in our chat room. Otherwise, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Ecom Experts on webmasterradio.fm. Time to check out our sponsors. Ecom Experts will return after this. WebmasterRadio.fm has compressed thousands of podcasts and all of our radio shows into the ultimate internet marketer's knowledge base. Introducing a new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, absolutely free, and now available for iPhone and Android users. Listen to our live broadcasts at the push of a button or access our complete archive of shows, past and present, like SEO 101, Affiliate Buzz, The Shoe Money Show, The Daily Search Cast, and so much more. Read through our blog for continuous industry news and programming updates and socialize with us through all of our social media channels, including Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and YouTube. Download the new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, a must-have for every internet marketer on Earth. Download it now from the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store today. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? You're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. Aim clear. The agency brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. You're back with the Ecom Experts, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Shauna Siegel. Welcome back. We are here with Mark from BubbleFast, and it's BubbleFast.com, and I love him, and he always gives us such great tips. As a matter of fact, if you go to the website, BubbleFast, there is a wonderful little uh, ship tips that's up at the top navigation and shipping 101 which is absolutely awesome kind of talks about different boxes and has videos and all kinds of good stuff i love that you did that that's absolutely awesome well that was that was a lot of fun thanks we actually designed that for a presentation we did once in vegas and just decided it was people liked it so much we threw it as a link on our website uh along with the green shipping tips right next to it I love it. I love it. So nowadays, there's a bunch of warnings, (laughs) I guess, that have to be used. And especially if you're selling on Amazon. And of course, you know, I'm just learning all this because I'm just helping the sellers. I'm not selling my stuff. What is up with these new warnings that we have to have on there? Uh, We happen to sell on Amazon ourselves. Amazon, um, you can sell on Amazon two different ways. You can sell this like on eBay, list your item, and when it sells, you can ship it out of your own place, and that's called merchant fulfilled because you're fulfilling the shipping yourself. Mm-hmm. The other option, which actually ends up being more lucrative, is to send all of your items into the Amazon warehouses, and then when it sells, Amazon fulfills the item by uh, packing it and shipping it for you. And if you're a Prime member on Amazon, you know that you get the same money back and guarantees and customer service as if the item was from Amazon itself. 
So right. buyers prefer to purchase from fulfilled by Amazon items. Uh, so Amazon, of course, has certain rules that you have to comply with to make sure that it is as if you were buying from Amazon. And one of the things that they say is that anything that you ship that has exposed material like plush dolls or clothes or anything um, must be encased in a clear plastic bag and it must be sealed. Um, but like all the other rules in any other store you go to, you have to have some suffocation warning uh, verbiage on the bag itself. So you can be sure to keep it away from small kids. And so it isn't a choking hazard or any suffocation issues. So anywhere on the Internet you can go and you can buy suffocation warning bags. Or if you want to use your own clear bags to put your, your toys and clothes in and seal it up, you can also purchase suffocation warning labels and just slap that on the bag. That gives you more flexibility. There's only so many size bags available. Most of them are open-ended, and you need to get a heat sealer to close them properly. So you can just go to the grocery store and buy some resealable Ziploc bags and slap a label on it, and you will meet Amazon's requirements for suffocation warning. Sounds good. Well, my last question for you, Mark, is do you have any shipping tips for, you know, the most important shipping tip you would give to somebody who's just starting in e-commerce? Hard one, I know. (laughs) It it, it is, but if you want to, you know, the, the best way to learn is from people that already know that have experience. And there are a lot of Facebook groups available that you can join and ask questions or just, you know, watch other people's posts and that'll give you great advice because you're always going to find somebody who's selling the same thing that you are and that's going to pique your interest and you can ask questions or just see what other answers are and that will help you and your own deciding how to ship something or even what to sell. Or mm-hmm. if you can find a local meetup group and do the same thing in person, you can do that. If you're just getting started, there are so many people in this industry that just love helping other people. It's so big, we don't consider ourselves competitors, but family and friends. So just keep your ears open and ask questions, and you'll get all the free tips that you need. I love it. I love it. And I love how much people in the industry are willing to help and to provide advice, especially for new people getting started. It wasn't that way when I started my business many years ago, but now it just seems like there's just so much great information out there. Everybody wants to feel good about helping somebody else because, like you said, you wish there was somebody that helped you out when you were just getting started a bunch of years ago. So everybody's paying it forward. It is a good world that we live in. I love it. I absolutely love it. Mark, thank you so much for being here with us today. I really appreciate it. And I know you did an interview earlier. So is it going to be on TV or in the newspaper? Or where where can we see your live your interview that you did earlier today? Um, it's, uh, it's actually it was uh, uh, from uh, Northwestern University from Medill. Um, and I'm not sure. I don't actually have the link yet. Um, so at five, at the, well, at six o'clock Eastern time today, if you Google Medill Reports, M-E-D-I-L-L uh, space Reports, then you'll be able to find the link there. They're writing the story right now, and it's coming <laughs> out in a few hours. So there is no link just yet. But um, it, it talks about the uh, uh, about the about the, uh, the the sales tax issue that we talked about earlier. 
I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, I'm just so happy you were here with us today. Thank you so much, Mark. Well, it's my pleasure. I posted my phone number, my phone number and my email address. If anybody has any further questions, we'll be glad to help. It's Robin and I here. And if anybody wants to order anything on BubbleFast.com, just type in the code Shauna and you'll get a 5% discount off your order. I love that. I love discounts. All right. Well, thank you, Mark. And thank you, everybody, for joining us. I hope you will join us again live next week. We are live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 Pacific. And I will hope you'll join us again. And if not, grab iTunes link. Very simple, very easy, automatic download. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. And hopefully you'll stay tuned for Purse Strings, which is live next. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.